Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the Salix Witch Podcast, where we talk about all things witchy and taboo, things that people don't really like to talk about, but we're going to talk about it anyway, (laughs) and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm your host, Salix herself, and I'm very excited to get to know you people, to talk with you people, to converse with everybody and see... uh, or at least help you guys through your journey uh, into witchcraft. So buckle up, have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or a drink of some sort, and we're just going to dive right into it. Hello and welcome back. I am so sorry I'm late. I am recording this on a Friday instead and that is just because my week has been so crazy and so busy that I didn't get a chance to actually sit down and um, talk with you guys. So that's what we're doing now and it's going to be a fun episode. We're going to talk about divination and the different types of divination there are um, just to give, give you guys a better understanding of what else or I guess what what ways you have in order to practice divination in your craft so if anything resonates with you of course you can do your research I highly suggest doing your research before you buy or get anything Um, just make sure you are well versed in the information before getting into it that way you know, you'd have a better success at, at, at getting it right. So we're going to talk about divination today. So what is divination? Divination is the practice of seeking knowledge of the future or the unknown by supernatural means. Um, sometimes people call it fortune telling, uh, clairvoyance, prediction, second sight, and prophecy. Um, and the reason why they call it clairvoyance, I think, is just because that's like the main um psychic way so uh yeah so divination has been practiced since ancient witchcraft Um, many historical societies relied on those who practiced what who practiced uh divination to predict the outcome of important events so uh, many uh, historical societies would be the Aztecs, the Greeks, and the Romans, um, just to name a few. Um, so divination methods are there to assist you in finding a deeper meaning in situations where possible outcomes are endless. Um, it helps you better understand and prepare for where your future may be heading. Uh, so keep in mind, just because your methods are saying one thing does not mean that the future is set in stone. So for example, if you are practicing tarot and your tarot tells you, oh, you know, this and this and this is going to happen and you're worried about it or you're really excited about it, that sort of stuff, just keep in mind that the world and, um, everything in general it constantly changes so just because it's saying this may happen 
doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen that way. And actually, there's been many times in my life where it says it's going to happen a certain way. And then the next day, it's saying something different. Because it all depends on um, the people and the choices they make on a day-to-day basis. So just keep that in mind. Just because uh, your divination is saying something does not exactly mean that it's going to happen that specific way. So, But it does mean... You know, it does give you a better understanding of, you know, how to approach something or what to do in a certain situation in order to get to that outcome or um, kind of prepare you for what's to come in your life. So that's what divination is for. Divination is a beautiful tool to help you find the answers you seek and prepare for what's to come. Um, But the future is always changing. So just prepare yourself for that as well. So 12 common types of divination. There are more types of divination than we can ever talk about in one episode. I'm just throwing that out there. So if these 12 ones don't speak to you, please, please, please do some research because there is a plethora of knowledge out there that will help you. Um, find what divination works for you so okay so 12 common types of divination so the first one is astrology astrology sorry (laughs) and astrology is uh, relying heavily on the planets and stars and less on psychic abilities so you don't need to be a super uh, talented intuitions uh, knowledge base (laughs) You know what I'm saying. You don't need to be a super awesome psychic in order to practice astrology because the stars tell you how it is, basically. Um, So this is the belief that these systems are influenced. Sorry, these systems influence what happens in the human world and the course of one's destiny. Uh, So you learn the meanings of the planets and you learn about the zodiac signs and the houses and sometimes dive into something more advanced, some more advanced topics like squares and aspects. So a good way to get into that is, um, you know, reading books on astrology, online resources. Um, These are ways to help you master this divination. Um. And it really is a great knowledge to know, even if, um, you know, you don't plan on practicing divination in astrology. It's still a good thing to know in order to interact with people day to day, um, how people work, uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, knowing, like learning how people think and how they work and, you know, what, what strives them emotionally, physically, mentally, that sort of stuff. So the second one, and I may butcher this, but it's Bibliomancy. (laughs) So this is intended to predict the future and uh, does require some practice. It involves a book uh, for its main element, and it could be journals or diaries. Some people use the Bible, um, however, any book will do. So basically what you do is after you select a book, you close your eyes and open the book to point and point at a phrase or a paragraph. 
when you open your eyes, you read the paragraph and you interpret its specific message for you. This is intended to be practiced by an individual with specific abilities and may... uh, And it's a way to reach out to the spirit world and receive answers to make or make predictions. So the third one is cartomancy. And basically what it is, um, is it's a deck of playing cards that have, that all have a specific meaning. Sometimes it's called, sometimes people who practice this are called card readers or cartmancers and it's actually um, the same idea as a tarot deck so uh, the card reader will use information provided by the cards to apply it to a situation of the person they are reading or to themselves and they would answer questions and provide insight on the past present and future so basically what this is is you get a regular deck of cards Um, like playing cards and of course you do some research to learn the meanings behind the cards and you basically just use it's kind of like a tarot deck you you use the same method as a tarot deck and um, it's actually uh, a form of tarot uh, or tarot is a form of cardomancy I should say and you use the cards um, to to predict what would happen past present and future that's what that is Claromancy. So, claromancy is the use of small objects uh, like pebbles, crystals, bones, and sticks. Uh, and, and it it has evolved uh, to using pebbles and dice that um, that most diviners use today. So, uh, so basically, what it is is you get thirteen light pebbles and thirteen dark pebbles, roughly around the same size. You ask any yes or no question that you uh, wish to find answers to, and you place the pebbles in a bag or a bowl, mixing them up well. While mixing, you ask your question two more times. Close your eyes, grab a handful of stones, and place them on a flat surface. And this is basically um, you counting the number of light stones um, against dark stones. So the more light stones you have um, in like the handful that you picked up the more light stones you have means the answer is in your favor and of course uh, the more dark stones you have means the answer is no so uh, and even and picking up the same amount of stones like if you have the same amount of light stones and the same amount of dark stones Uh, That usually means there's no answer and to maybe ask another time. So the fifth one is dowsing or um, some people call it pendulum readings. So it's often used to receive yes or no questions, kind of like claromancy. And it can be used as a communication tool with the spirits as well. So for example... I have two very precious pendulums to me, um, and I also got my friend to make me a pendulum board out of wood. And whenever 
um, I noticed that a spirit is trying to contact me in some way or trying to communicate with me in some way. I grab my pendulum, I grab my board, and I, you know, communicate with them that way. And it's a great way to uh, kind of break down the barrier between um, you and the spirit world as well so that there's better communication between you two. So two types of dowsing, um, two, two popular types of dowsing would be rods used to locate areas where there may be waters. So um, I guess, for example, I'm not very knowledgeable about this. So again, do your research if this is interesting to you. Um, but for example, if you're on a hike or something or like camping or something, you would use the wa- rod or the pendulum and you'd kind of figure out uh, where it is uh, swinging basically so which way it's swinging and then it's supposed to guide you towards a water source um so when so okay so basically what it's saying is when an individual walks over water the rod will make a spontaneous movement so it gives you an idea that way of where water is i guess uh can also be used to find missing objects um so an individual um who uses a pendulum uh sorry so the other type is uh someone who uses a pendulum to get yes or no or maybe answers to their questions and that's basically what i use my pendulums for as well um so yeah it can also be used to determine the energy in the room number six is fortune telling and this is the practice of predicting the a person's future um it's practiced all around the world it and it's needed and you, you basically need to be uh, experienced and have a good intuition in order to practice fortune telling. <clears throat> Number seven, seven is I Ching. And that is when you throw coins multiple times and take note of where they land. Um, so the pattern is analyzed using the book of changes to reveal a special, special message. And it's made up of 64 archetypes known as hexagrams. Uh, it has its own, uh, it has its own interpretation providing the user's guidance. And so this one is used, you needs to be this person, (laughs) sorry, words, this person um, who practices I Ching needs to be familiar with hexagrams, uh, hexagram meanings, and be able to read the message uh, accurately. A lot of ways the coins may fall. There's a lot of ways the coins may fall, so this requires a lot of learning, um, though it is a simple practice. Number eight is lithomancy. And what lithomancy is, is basically the use of stones, crystals, or even sometimes rocks. Um, Before you can use this divination, it's best to familiarize yourself with the crystals and stone meanings, as each piece has a different meaning, as all of us are, you know, quite aware of. Um, So, for example, rose quartz means you will find, 
you will soon find love in this um, specific divination. Um, so you use this information to interpret the message being given to you. Uh, a way that you can, you know, kind of give this a try to see if it works for you. You can um, put 10 crystals, crystals in a mojo bag, shake them well and ask your question. And when you pull out your stone, you would try uh, your hand at the interpretation of what the stone may be telling you. So, and the crystal that you pick up will give you the answer. So being in tune with your intuition is really important for this one um, because not all answers will be straightforward. So you really have to use your intuition in order to figure out what the crystals are trying to tell you or the stones or whatever you, you plan on using. Uh, number nine is numerology, and this involve and this is it. This revolves around um, numbers and their spiritual significance. So there's um, single numbers from one to nine, and they all have a special meaning. And this can be used to determine any of the following: your course in life, what your lucky numbers are. Um, major life changes that may be coming your way uh, this does not require any psychic abilities but it does require a few calculations involving your name and your birth date numbers so this is a good idea to do more research um, on if you're interested uh, because there are more there are many variations to consider so if you're interested in numerology definitely um, do your research do as much research as you possibly can on this one number 10 is scrying so scrying requires psychics to investigate water mirrors or crystals that allow them to enter a state of mind where they are able to see spiritual visions. Um, so this is for people who are very clairvoyant. Um, so, and there's more than one way to practice this type of scrying. So you, you can practice with a crystal ball. Um, and the crystal ball is used to see visions that foretell the future or to commune with the spirit world. And it's basically looking into the crystal ball and seeing what visions you, you see through that. Um, there's also fire scrying, which is basically exactly what it sounds like. You're staring at um, into flames of fire um, to see what kind of what the flames turn into, basically. And water scrying is again basically the same the same idea, um, but you can use large bodies of water or water in a bowl for this one. So number eleven, and I feel like this is like the most common one that everyone knows about, and that is tarot, tarot divination. So this is looking into someone's past, present, and future. Like I said, it's a form of cartomancy. Um, it offers a guideline. It, it can be offered with a guideline and uh, help to help the reader interpret what their clients cannot or what their, um, you know, what their clients cannot. And um, um, a standard deck usually has 74 cards in it. However, they, there are many decks with many different amounts of cards in them. 
um, and they're usually made up. So the 74 deck is usually made up of minor and major arcania. And there are endless resources when it comes to reading tarot. Um, but it does require a lot of practice and commitment. So if you feel like tarot is your way to go, just keep in mind it's not like a it's not like a one and done thing. Like it does take quite a few years of practice in order to um, get to a good point. So uh Tesso, tessography or tessomancy that's number 12 and this is tea reading so you drink a cup of loose leaf tea flip the cup over on a saucer and the leaves remaining are what you interpret to reveal in your message so interpreting uh so you're interpreting the pattern of the leaves this has been used since the 17th century uh, because tea is linked to herbology it is part of the healing process um, which is why people find it to to be a great way of um, finding answers Um, and it could also be used with coffee Um, so yeah and other types of of um other types of divination that weren't mentioned, um, palmistry or clarimancy, um, sorry, sherimancy, I think it is, um, ruinology, which is the study of ruins. Um, again, if you guys are curious about any of these, definitely take some time to do your research, um, before starting anything. So that's all I have for you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you tell a friend to listen to the podcast if you feel like it would help them. Um, I'm here to answer any questions. You can follow for more episodes every Thursday. Um, and follow my Instagram at the Salix Witch Pod. You can also send me an email of topics, questions, um, or anything like that. I'm totally here for any questions you you guys may have, um, or any topics that you may, um, want me to touch upon, do some research for you guys. I am here for you. And that email is the salixwitch at outlook.com. Stay blessed, stay beautiful, and until next time, 